Hey, welcome to the Home Life Podcast. I'm JH. And I'm Sian. And we're your hosts, discombobulated and as organized as ever. Um, good thing we know something about real estate. Something about something. I know something. lots about nothing, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, to be perfectly honest, this should really just be a cooking show. Think about it. Like, I'll just talk about the stuff I cook. No, because then I wouldn't have really anything to contribute because I, I know how to cook but you do majority of it, so I just let you do it. Yeah, works. Mind you, it is probably the reason why we, we need to walk every day. Well, that plus we, we the fact that my food. body literally falls apart if I don't. Yeah, well, there's that too. <laughs> there's that too. So what we're going to be talking about today is tricks to selling in January. Mm. Give me a good one. It is, and then we're going to be having a bit of an update as to how you are going with. Well, I mean, the, yeah. It when won't be when an this update. comes out, you we're on the road. Yeah, it's not going to so be an update. This it's, is more it's more of a you, hey. This is what we've done so far in the prep work and where prep. we expect this to be. This is road trip prep, yeah. not update. Update's probably is, going to happen while you're down in Radelaide or traveling to Radelaide, and. Making content because I'm going to be serving Tom's, you. Tom's already yelled at me. Oh, he hasn't yelled at me. He's like, Dad, I don't want to make content. It's well, guess crew. what? It's not up to him. No, I know. I know. He's, I get where he's coming from. I get and where there he's will be, from There will be moments where I'll just be like, no, you're not taping that. Whereas there will be other things that I'm like, I don't we've, care we've also, what we, Tom we, says. We might even have business meetings and things like that down there now as well. Yeah, well, there you go. So, it's, so it's going to be work. We're going, work, work, it's work. going to be more of a road trip. Working nine to like five, prep. but the clock is broken. Moving along, tricks oh. to selling in January. Do you not like my singing? Yeah, right. Okay, well. You know where that button is, don't you? <laughs> Far out. Oh, dear. Well, look, at, at least, you know, I happen to know a little bit about technology and, and real estate because... Tricks to selling in January, when to sell, all of those sorts of things. It's why I um, built Check My I, House Price. I would always, like, I, okay. January is normally when people are spending a little bit more money because, A, they haven't got credit cards in just yet, and, B, <laughs> school prep, and also it's the month where people don't well, know what they're actually doing apart from existing and, like, getting over Christmas and New Year. I, I think I think there's but still yeah. doing the whole yay, it's a new year kind of deal. Look, I think I think really, I think it's a happier month to be honest. It, oh, it is a happy month because you know, last year's gone. You kind of feel like you've you've shrugged that off your shoulders. And it's an <laughs> ideal time actually to get a house price report so you know where you stand at the start of the year. Yeah. Right. Um because anything can happen. Well anything can happen, but also look, a lot of time a lot of people talk about selling in January as, you know, it's a quiet time of year. And technically it is from a real estate perspective. 
but that's mainly because there's not a lot of listings available, right? Everyone's just gone through the Christmas period. Uh, it's been hectic. And a lot of real estate agents are still on holidays. And a lot of real estate agents are still on holidays, although I'm noticing a lot more holidaying in June, July, in the middle of winter now. They're going Northern Hemisphere. But interestingly, buyers often make a decision to move in January. New Year's resolution? That plays a part into it. But also quite often the realisation that your house is too small and you've just had family there for Christmas and the walls are closing in. (laughs) There's also the, I want to be in a new place before the year really heats up and the year gets away on me because going back to work, even though you go back to work a lot of the time, it's a slower start to the year than what it was a finish. It's not to say you're not busy, but it's definitely not the madness that was leading into Christmas. Mm. And we're starting to see it now. You know, everybody's suddenly reaching out to us and, and is like, hey, we need to get this done. Like, we've been dragging yeah. and, and working on these projects and these deals for months. And all of a sudden, it hits the 15th of November or 14th of November. And everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to get this done now. We're going to, you know, we're going to yeah. lock it all in. And it's like, whoa, everything's going mental. Yeah. Um, but it's that slow burn again building up in January. So people are looking at, hey, well, because normally what are we going to do with January, real estate? January, beginning of February yeah. is normally when schools go back. Yeah. So that's when there's a focus on getting the kids out of the house because they've been in the house too long because of the school holidays. And the walls are closing in, <laughs> Yeah. as as mentioned. So I think, you know, there, there's absolutely some opportunity selling in January. Yeah. Uh, I think that there are some tricks to do it successfully. Otherwise, you do run the risk of having a, a January that you don't enjoy. Yeah. Right. Um, the number one, the number one is be the loudest in the market with excellent marketing. Mm. Right. Make sure that this property is marketed incredibly well because, look, things are a little bit quieter in January. So you've got to make sure you capture as much of the attention as you possibly can. Yeah. And I think that's a really important I think we might actually have a little bit on the marketing side too. When it comes to that you're selling the the property and, yes, your real estate agent is going to be putting it up onto their own personal page and they're going to be putting it onto, you know, um, realestate.com or Domain or who else, whoever else they're, they're members of and all the rest of it. But there's still things that you can actually do to help that along in the algorithm on social media. So you sharing it, you getting your friends to share it, not just on the real estate agent's page, but also go and find it on realestate.com, share it that way, get it think, out there. Yeah, like, liking it, sharing it, yes. it's huge. Commenting That's, and tagging friends in the comments yes. on the real estate agent's page will definitely help as yes. well. So yep. this is something, it may not seem a lot to you in in that small little action, but what it actually does in the algorithm itself for those platforms is huge and you want to get it out to the most amount of people that you possibly can. And when Facebook and Instagram and all the rest of them see that there's engagement, because that's all that it looks at. Yeah, it just wants it wants the engagement. It just looks yeah. at engagement and goes, oh, this is getting really good traction. We're going to keep on you know, showing it to more people, to more people, to more people. So you doing that little action of that, literally two minutes of your time doing mm. that is going to do quite a significant amount of things. It, it has, yeah, it has you. a wonderful flow on effect. Yeah, and look, I mean, your it, it, it definitely helps the agent, of course. But look, at the end of the day, it your market, the reason we harp on about marketing 
is because you want to create maximum competition when you're selling your home. Yeah. Because competition gives you options, right? And and I'm not saying that everybody wants the highest price, right? There's a lot of people who do. There's a lot of people that it's not actually about price. It's about what the conditions and the terms are and being able to move on their own terms. And so creating competition allows you to have options and choose the option that's best suited for you when you're selling your, your property, right? And from a seller's perspective, right now, like everybody we're talking to, every agent we're talking to, there's not enough listings going around. Yeah. Right? It's hard to get listings. So there's a lot of buyers still out there, despite the interest rate rises and things like that, there's a lot of buyers still out there looking for property and who can purchase property but are not able to get property because there's not enough going out and yep. being listed for sale. So if you can create that competition, and look, I get wait, it. Wait, wait, you're telling me that there's not enough supply? I know, right? It's demand. it's it's like I'm a broken record at this point. <laughs> but look, I, I understand from a buyer's perspective, me saying that is like a punch in the gut. I get it. I get it. Right, like we are in a housing crisis, uh, especially if and, you've got. This is one thing that I you, know, you, you don't you don't want to be paying more than what you've got to pay, mm. right? You, but this is the market that we're in. So if you're a seller, you want to create competition because you want the options. That's the best case scenario for you, you as want the buyer. The put forward the best option for this. Ask the agent why are the sellers moving? Yeah, what is their motivation? What's more important to them? Is it the price or is it? The you conditions. know, the conditions, yeah, right? And and that doesn't, by the way, let me just put a caveat that on that. That doesn't mean, like, if they're saying that it's pest and, it's pest and finance, that doesn't mean that they're wanting to move in 30 days. No, That's, no, no. That could just be the fact that they're wanting but, to make sure that it, the sale's not going to fall but, through. But getting, offering better conditions yeah, doesn't mean you get to walk in and offer 500 grand on a million dollar property and get no. away with it. Right, no. there there is a limit to how much the conditions are worth, and you, every seller is going to be different. Yeah, right. You might have a seller who's got a million dollar offer in front of them, and the conditions are terrible, and they've got an offer of nine fifty where the conditions are great. They're going to take. They might take the million dollar offer, or they might take the nine fifty. You don't know. Yeah, but it helps when you're making those offers to understand what the motivations of the seller are and what the conditions are that they would look favorably upon. Because maybe you can't go to that million dollar mark, but you can get to 980, mm. right? And that might be just enough that they choose yours rather yeah. than, than somebody else because the conditions are better. And I can say in 10% of cases on, on market buy, right, looking at the thousands upon thousands of properties that have been sold on, on market buy, in 10% of cases, a lower offer is chosen by the sellers because the conditions are better for them. Well, of course, if you're going to have someone that's like, let's say, needing finance, pest, the whole works, but then you've got someone coming in and it's like, look, I have 950. That's cash, unconditional. No hassle, no harm. Cash. That's unconditional. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you're going to go, oh, well, it's only 50 grand, but I know that tomorrow I can have that money in order to go. And, well, not tomorrow. Well, you know what? 50 grand is a lot of money. It, it, it like, is, but at It the may same not be time, enough to move them. But my yeah, the, the point is you don't know unless yeah. you ask. And if you ask, it gives you more information. Yeah. And look, sellers want to create options. Mm. They want to get the best offer for them and they get that by creating competition. So you're going to be in a competitive environment in most markets uh, most major markets are around this country at the present point in time. Um, and if you find yourself in that position, so be it. 
Do your research so that you can frame the offer to present the best possible offer forward. Uh, it's look. Also have knowledge of the area you yeah, itself. Knowledge, knowledge of and area and, and all that as well. Talk to the real estate agent, at, but not. Like, I would I would get independent advice on what the property's worth oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But look, I, to be honest, the best because scenario you can't, you can't get a check my house report on a property not as, that not as is a buyer. not yours. That's, that's only for sellers. But yeah. look, yeah, it. I think that there's plenty of resources out there. Don't rely on the automated reports if you're a buyer, because there's there's a huge range on them and you know if if you're in a blind situation where it's you know put forward your best and final offer you don't want to be going in and offering something that an automated report spat out because it could Especially, be too high or it could be too low well the other you thing know, too is um, that it could also be six months old so it, it people look at it and old. just go yeah, and, and again cute. this is it's one of the reasons why i harp on about market buy and, and every agent should be using it because then it, it gives you fair and equal opportunity but anyway now getting back to the sellers because this episode is largely about the sellers mm. This is more important. This next one in January, it's more important in the quieter markets than ever before because in the quieter times of the year because if you're selling in the peak times of the year, it kind of becomes a little bit of a runaway train because all the buyers are in buy mode. You create maximum competition and they kind of run away. In the quieter parts of the year, it's really, really important to negotiate without emotion. Emotion clouds judgment. Emotion can block you from achieving your goal. Mm. and I'm not saying take a low ball offer. Please understand, I'm absolutely not saying that. What I am saying is before you go to market, accept that you've sold the house. Yeah. So that you, when it comes to dealing with our offers and being guided by your agent, that you're doing it from an emotionless perspective, you're doing it from a logical, rational perspective, mm. and you're looking at it going, does this get us to where we want to go? Does this allow us to move on with the next phase of our life? Does this allow us to achieve our goals? It's all well and good to go in and go, I want $1.2 million for my house. If your house is only worth 900000 that's not going to happen. doesn't matter what market we're in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe in the market, COVID, but... Even then, <laughs> even then, the market set the price, right? But there's no point holding out for a price you're not going to get if you can get your goals done with the price the market's willing to pay. Well, I suppose the other thing is you have to set up what your goals are. And that's it. You've got to decide what your goals are and you've got to do that emotionally. Like at the beginning, what are your goals? Are you looking to upsize? Do you need a certain amount to move or is this a case of liquidating equity? Are you wanting to move so that you're closer to a particular facility so therefore it's more of two years that that's all that you're going to get? then I think the market's pretty much spoken. Oh, look, absolutely. But the if, if you need to sell, yeah, right, and you're getting 950, but you need 1.2, well, maybe selling's not the answer. Yeah. Right? If you get 950, you need 800, and you're getting told 950, but you're going, no, I want 1.2. Yeah. You know, no. You're wasting everybody's time. Yeah. And including <laughs> your own. Yeah, you're a bit of a tire kicker here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you. So, my my point is negotiate without emotion. Mm. Understand what your goals are to begin with. Also, understand your property and what it actually is. Yeah, in under, the understand what it's worth and so forth. And look, we're not trying to kick sellers or anything like that. But this comes from my time in real estate and seeing how people react to this sort of yeah. thing. And and the best piece of advice I can give is that understand your goals at the start. Negotiate without emotion. 
And look, that's one of the reasons why you hire a real estate agent is to do that and to advise you, right? But engage in that advice and that process with your agent without emotion, Mm. right? Detach yourself from the property the moment you list it. Mm. Because I've seen so many deals, even in this market now, where things fall apart and the property never sells because they get emotionally attached to the idea of a certain price or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And... It ends up just like if a property's staying on the market at this particular point in time, there's something really wrong. Yeah, either either you, your real estate agent isn't doing enough marketing. Or the it's, it's either marketed pri- poorly, the price isn't right. The price isn't right or maybe just the presentation. Sometimes the presentation does wonders if yeah. you but i mean that, that sit, comes down to marketing but look, if you house, sit there and you're like oh the house will sell itself if you're saying that in a competitive market when joe blogs can go next door and spend less money and it's in a nicer state well, and, presentation and that's of course they're going to go yeah. next door and, and that's it but <laughs> there's someone said this to me through the week and it's such a fantastic quote and, and I think everyone needs to, to have it, particularly in a market like what we're in. And I know, look, this is not the boom market that it was two years ago. I get that. But there is still more people needing property who can buy property than there is property for sale. Yeah. Right? So it's still technically a seller's market. And the saying is, and, and it's it for this market, it absolutely rings true. But it rings true in any market, just the timeline changes. And it's, and it's this. Selling a house is a lot like dating. The longer you're on the market, the more people start to wonder what's wrong with you. <laughs> It's funny because it's true. Exactly. <laughs> and I think on that, we, it's time for a JTM. JTM, JTM, JTM. Let's see which rabbit holes we're going down in this episode. It's time for JTM. It's J-Thought Moment. It might be drinking whiskey, what works, smoking beer, podcasting, story writing, treasure hunting, you name it. What's really price my gear, singing, playing TV shows. As you can see, nothing's off limit. It's JTM. So we got stuck because like working for kids, it's hard to keep coming up with JTMs all the time and they normally just happen naturally, but we kind of had no idea what to do for this JTM and I was trying to push for like, there's, I've had a lot of climate change reels, stuff on climate change and everything like that in my feed. And see, I was like, no one gives a shit about that. No one cares. Find something more fun. I'm like, but I solved climate change with AI. And she's like, no one cares. Seriously, no one cares. It's not that no one cares. I just find that there comes a certain point where people... Sorry, I've just realized that I'm looking at my mobile phone. Yeah, while how t- rude. <laughs> But yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone gets over it, and it, I get it. Everyone does get over but, it, and given the fact that we are coming to the the end of the work year, the school no year, no one wants to deal with serious shit. I, no, I get it. I get but it. But this, okay, I but will, I will led. also say this is a shout out to all of the graduates of yes. this year. Yep, I hope yep. you've had a fantastic year. I hope you have a fantastic time wrapping up your school life. Yeah, until but, you get to uni life. Or the adult life. So that's just a shout out to all of them. And welcome to adulthood. It sucks. It sucks, but you're going to love it. Um, (laughs) So that led you to going, because I, I, of course, I love AI. I love ChatGPT. I use it for as much as I possibly can. Yeah, because it's the only way that I can get you to actually go, all right, 
you want to use AI, and I respect that. So, well, it's also we had nothing else. We had nothing else for this JTM, and then you went. Well, why don't you see if if AI can find a whole heap of wild Christmas stories? Because let's be honest, with four kids, it's been a while since we have created our own wild Christmas story. And ChatGPT, I do have a few. Did not disappoint. I I can add to that. I like because let's face it, there is so many Christmas movies out there. Oh, there's so and, many, and there is always like Bridget Jones's Diary. Yep, there's, like there's there is all of so many where you just go, oh, that's so cringe. It's, but at the same is. time, I also know what it's like to just watch a train wreck. So, I've got one for you. Yeah. Well, ChatGPT's got one for you because because yep. I'm not going to claim ChatGPT's work as my own. Um, it doesn't say where. But an entire office, so speaking of cringe, an entire office received an email invite to a holiday party that was meant only for the executive team, which was followed by an awkward, uninviting email to the rest of staff. (laughs) If you were that person, wouldn't you just go, hey, accounting, we need a bigger budget, we can't, like... Or uh, do you, like, uh, well, it all depends. If they've put the actual invitation in there where they're like, hey, guys, we're going to be going to the Bahamas for the week. And then they're like, and we've just sent that to 200 staff. Great. Whoops. <laughs> My I mean, bad. It, for me, if it was me, I'd be like, yeah, we're all going. We're doing it. It's, I, I'm not sending that uninvited. I, I couldn't. Like, I'd, well, I'd just eat that it's mistake. like, you know how you have, you know how you're like, yes, we're going to be going and doing this. And then, then you realise, oh, wait, I've just invited Debbie down on crap. And yep. you can't really turn around and be like, well, actually, Deb, lovely knowing you, but can you give me back the invitation by <laughs> any chance? <laughs> yeah, you're not Like, and, and I get it, there's... There's another CEO story, you know. Which Can I tell you my personal story? Well, hang on, because this, this, one, this one links in, right? So a CEO, while drunk at the Christmas party, announced a company van vacation to Cancun. So obviously this happened in the States, but they ate it as well. It happened 10 months later. They took the whole company to Cancun. So respect yeah. that. Like that's, that's my I, kind I of... I didn't even read that. So. I, I, I screwed up. I invited everybody. Everybody's coming. We're yep. just doing it now. I'm not sending that awkward, uninvited. Yes, soz, soz, soz. Um, okay, so my own, my own workplace, like where you just go, oh no. So I'm not going to say where it happened. I, I had been drinking. Everyone had been drinking a lot. Right. As happens at Christmas. As happens at work. Company, Christmas. Exactly. Company card. Yep. Exactly. Right. Yep. Boss is paying. So the first train wreck that happened for the night <laughs> was there was this normally very jovial person that worked within the office. Let's call it an office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they may have just got a little bit too jovial and was starting to get to that point, and everyone, know, a lot of women know this, where you're sort of like, can you just step back a bit? 
it wasn't sleazy. It was just the fact that you know how when you get really drunk, people they don't realize don't understand personal boundaries, <laughs> personal space. There's a space bubble you know? here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when you're talking to me, talking back here is fine. But when you're like here talking to me, I'm sort of like, can you just, just move back just a smidge, just, just move back. Yeah. So this person and but then people who had also been drinking was sort of seeing it as a confrontational kind of thing. And so it was just a mess that was waiting to happen. So let's say the higher ups came along and was like, how about we put you into the cab? And they were like, yeah, 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 it'll be fine. I'll just, I'll just go home. And so they, as as they were getting into the cab, they're like, I'm not feeling well and just looked at the higher up and just went, Bleh. this person had sandals on. <laughs> it was so gross. And so, it, you know, they were told, no, sorry, we're not taking this person because they've just vomited. At, like, so we're not put, having them in our cab. So... Everyone was just like, what are we supposed to do with this person? Like, we can't put them into a cab. They've already been rejected. This other person's now (laughs) got vomit in their sandals. So they're trying to figure out what to do with that. So once that mess had been sorted, people go back, having a great time. Higher up decides, oh, let's get up onto the table. Mm, This always ends well. We'll get up onto the table. We're going to have a great fun. Oh, table with a couple of other people goes in. Everyone falls in on top of one another and they were just pancaked. <laughs> so you've got arms flailing and everything like that. It w- That was just funny. But then as, the, as drinky poos started happening more and more and more and the club was like, okay, you know, lights on and off, on and off, on and off. And so I was like, oh, okay, last round, music goes down. Everyone's still wanting to keep on partying. And because there was quite a few people that were wanting to party, <laughs> someone goes, oh, I used to work at X strip joint. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> Such a good thing that this is not a family-rated show. (laughs) I can get free drinks. Oh, dear. So then all of these higher-ups were coming up to me. I don't know why they were coming up to me because I was leaving. They're coming up to me and they're going, five or six of the higher-ups were left at this particular establishment. And it was a mix. It wasn't, you know, just... Men, it wasn't just women. There was a mix of people there. And, oh, my God. Like, the the people who were going, yeah, no, I'm tapping out here. I'm good. Like, I'm just going to go home. I, I'm calling it because I know that it's it's going to get messy. They were just like, they were continuing. Like, they, they were going, let's try and find somewhere else to go and drink. Let's just carry on this Christmas party. I'm... <laughs> Come Monday, I think this is this is, this is this only is funny Saturday. for you. You're the because yeah, you live no, this. We're yeah, all sitting here no, no, going, no, eh, no, whatever. But Saturday that happened on Saturday night. Monday night, a couple of them didn't come in because they were still getting over the Christmas party that didn't end until early hours on Sunday. It was a mess. I mean, Christmas parties usually are. Oh yeah, it was an absolute yeah. mess. Christmas parties usually are. 
Um, there was a lot of sore heads, but given the fact that it took them nearly a week to get over. <laughs> there was there were some sore livers and kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, right. So try and top that chat. GPT. I, I got to be honest with you, that was boring. Like, because it was only funny for you because you were there. The rest of no, us sitting there going, "You in the shoes? Like, no. oh, you've never experienced that because you don't wear sandals." No, but I've I've experienced people throwing. Like, that's just people can't handle their alcohol. So, speaking of something that people can't handle, though, <laughs> some idiot decided to do a ghost chili challenge at a Christmas party. So I'm guessing someone like you. No, I don't. You would, I, you would do it to people. Oh, I'd give it to someone. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not doing it. I'm not the victim. No. I, oh, I so would, this guy was an idiot. was the victim. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This this guy decided to eat an entire ghost chili at work Christmas feel, party. I feel that that Thai chili that you gave me was worse than what it, the ghost chili was. That's Thai just chili my, I gave you. Yeah, where it was the seeds and the flesh that was the, hot. The white one, the little white bullet one. I think they were yellow. Well, the one that you gave me was yellow. Right. Okay. I'm sure that you said it that was Thai. It might have been the KS Thai. Maybe. But, I mean, ghost chili is still pretty damn hot. But then again, you've had, you've had uh, Reaper chili gin. Yeah. Like, and apparently that was so hot that the last girl who tried it yeah, was screaming and, and stripped off yeah. and rolling around on the grass. Meanwhile, I'm there going, yeah, it's a bit hot. But, so this, this individual... Decided to consume a whole ghost chili pepper during a Christmas dinner, resulting in hallucinations and vomiting all over the restaurant. Jesus. Yeah. They There's some people who just can't handle their chili. Well, or that they're alert. Maybe, maybe they're just. Because I made, I made chili salts today. I made yeah, chili salts you, today with. You were like, asking me as to where I was putting it on my on own. On your scale. Yeah, no, I know. And you yeah. were like eight out of 10. But I mean, that was. That had seven tablespoons of smoked, dried, um, and then then powdered chili, and and included in yeah, those chilies was I, Carolina Reaper, was Ghost Chili, was Scorpions. Right. So meanwhile, me going, no, oh, it's yeah. like you know, seven, eight. Sounds. It sounds like someone thought, someone who had no idea about chilies decided that they were going to do this. Yeah. Well, they probably looked at it and was like, oh, it's a pepper, but peppers aren't hot. Yeah. Like yeah. Americans call like capsicums peppers, but then we call them capsicums. So I think uh, like at, at the end of the day, as we head into Christmas party season. I would love to hear if there's train wrecks that happen. I, I'd love to hear uh, the like train wrecks. I, but I think, I think what we need to do out of this, because we could talk about all the different stories and that, and, and but I think we need to come up with a list of don'ts this Christmas party season. I, I think do's because it means that we actually get some really good corkers. No, I think we go with don'ts because then we get to laugh at the people that break the rules and we'd be all like, I told you so. I don't know. Personally, I wouldn't pass out at a Christmas party. Oh, God, no. Like, I think that kind of, just don't overindulge in alcohol. Do you know what? I don't, had to. Don't go I, nuts. I, I went and had this, like, really awesome dress and I was super excited about it and had these heels on and was working at this place where, you know, you're supposed to be all, you know, decorum about you anyway so i'm walking down these stairs and i didn't know that someone had just spilt drinks on it and i slid down the 
those stairs so quickly. But do you know what I did? I got up at the end and I was like, just walk it off, Sian. And I had all of these people coming towards me like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. The alcohol fine. made me limber. I was all good. I bounced. All right. Don't overindulge in alcohol this Christmas party season. I think don't photocopy your butt is is probably a good one. That's just yeah. a standard every year. Don't don't do that. Yeah, no. Don't throw up on the boss. I mean, don't throw up on you. Don't don't throw up on anyone. <laughs> but like, don't throw up on the boss. Uh, no no chili challenges. Yeah, I, I think avoiding that one. Um, someone accidentally took pop brownies to the Christmas party. <laughs> Maybe leave the illicit substances at home, even if they are in delicious, delicious baked goods. Uh, don't, don't, or make sure that you invite the people that yes. are meant to be going to the party. How about we check the email list check, before check, sending? Yeah, before, before sending. Um, you know, like, if, I feel that that should just be something that you do anyway. I, I, I feel that's right. And, and I think the most important one is before you go in, Know without a shadow of a doubt that if tequila, vodka, whoever is telling you you can dance, they're lying to you. <laughs> dance like no one's watching. Oh, they'll be Ex- watching. <laughs> yeah, they, that'll end up on TikTok. And and good luck surviving the Christmas party season. Look, have fun. Enjoy, be safe. Stay safe. And and. We'll see you next week. I don't know what we're talking about on the JTM next week. We're going to come up with something. Give us some suggestions, please. It's hard doing all this work coming up with all these random things that, that rabbit holes to go down. Help me, I'm poor. Help me. It was fun when I didn't have to do it. Now it's like... Now I have I, to be creative and I shit. Need, I need inspiration. And on that note, peace out, peeps.